I'm Shachar Azani, and in the news, a fifth round of elections in Israel is looming as the Knesset is set to disperse. Israel's politics is once again in turmoil as Israel's Knesset is expected to pass the final legislation for its dispersal this week. And Foreign Minister and Alternative Prime Minister Yair Lapid will become the Prime Minister of Israel's transitional government until the establishment of a new stable government in Israel hopefully, after the elections. Prime Minister Naftali Bennett and Foreign Minister Lapid announced last week the decision to dissolve the 24th Knesset after just one year due to difficulties maintaining their fragile and diverse coalition. How has this last government been for Israel? And what lies ahead for the embattled Jewish state? With me to discuss this and so much more is our good friend Ben Dror Yamini speaking to us all the way from Israel. Ben Dror is a celebrated author writer, senior political commentator, and journalist with the Hebrew Daily Idiot Achonot and many other media outlets in Israel. Ben Dror, it's a pleasure to have you with us again. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Thank you so much, and uh, thank you for having me. So let me first ask you, you know, Israel is headed for another round of elections, um, but before it's actually going in, in that direction, do you think there is any chance of establishing a different government within this uh, composition of the Israeli Knesset? You know, in the Israeli politics, everything is possible. So uh, never say never. It might happen. They have something like, uh, I don't know what, 48 hours. Um, I'm, I don't think it's going uh, to happen, but, but you never know. I have no idea what is going behind the scenes and maybe, just maybe, it will happen, but I guess not. I guess uh, uh, we will see uh, Yair Lapid as uh, prime minister. Yes. Um, you know, we talk about a fifth round of elections, not just another round of elections in Israel. What makes this a fifth round? Like, how do you frame the uh, this round of elections? Um, nothing special. I mean, it's going to be about the same kind of issue, uh, about... Uh, in Hebrew, we say can Bibi, low Bibi, which means yes, Bibi, Bibi Netanyahu, no Bibi. So it's not going to be not about the peace process uh, that does not ex exist. It's not going to be about uh, a religion and state. It's not going to be about settlements. It's not going to be about one of the issues that really uh, were part of the Israeli uh, uh, story and uh, so many disputes during the last uh, uh, 20, 30 uh, years. No, it's going to not. It's not going to be about that. It's going to be a kind of uh, the same from the same. Uh, unfortunately, and I don't think that we need this kind of election. But this is this is part of the Israeli democracy. So uh, uh, when people say, "Wow, what is happening uh, to Israeli de uh, democracy?" This is the Israeli democracy. I mean, yes, okay, we have our own difficulties with forming a coalition, yes, because of the way uh, the Israeli system is working. Uh, maybe it should be changed, but nobody is going to discuss uh, about changing uh, the system right now. So you're telling me, uh, Bendro, that in the course of the last year, there hasn't been any serious discussion on any of the other matters that have always been at the center stage of Israeli political debate? I think that most Israelis know that the Israeli uh, government last year functioned 
uh, in such a good way. But but the big debates uh, of the Israeli society were not on the table. They were not because I mean, first of all, let's admit, let's admit. Unfortunately, we right now we don't have a Palestinian partner because. Uh, uh, I don't have to repeat and say, well, they were offered the Palestinian state, uh, they rejected the Clinton plan, they rejected the John Kerry and uh, Barack Obama uh, uh, plan uh, in 2014. Unfortunately, right now, it's not that we can offer them something new. We know it and people uh, uh, know it. Does it mean that everything is perfect with uh, our relationship with the Palestinians? No, it doesn't mean, but it's not. It's not going to be uh, uh, one of the issues uh, in the upcoming uh, uh, election. The, um, the last year has been a very interesting year in Israel. For the first time, we have seen a significant change in the composition of the coalition with the participation of Mansour Abbas, and the United Arab List as part of the as part of the coalition. And many people refer to this year as a, some sort of an experiment, as a trial to see did this work, didn't this work? Shed a little light on this debate for us. Uh, what does that mean for you? Let me tell you a story. Uh, some years ago, it wasn't at the end of 2018, um, I participated at a panel of the Arab leaders in Tel Aviv University. And actually, I was the only one Jew in the panel. Uh, and, and, but but um, it was quite um, a nice kind of uh, debate uh, took place. I was surprised. There was somebody there, one of, I mean, you know, uh, uh, there were uh, in that time some heads of the Arab parties. Um, one of them surprised me. He spoke about, well, first of all, we have to respect the Israeli law. Second, we are part of the Israeli uh, society. Uh, third, we have to uh, 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 hand over to the uh, Jews and say we are uh, uh, Israeli citizens, we respect the Israeli law, and so on and so on. And we are going to change our platform for the next election, speaking about the first one in the so many rounds that we are speaking about. And I was surprised. I didn't know uh, who is the man. Of course, I approached him immediately after the panel and, and we spoke. It was Mansour Abbas. Wow. Later and on, that was what year? Yeah. No, no. We are speaking about 2018. Wow. 2018. And I wrote an article about it immediately after. Look, something new is happening. Nobody knew the name Mansour Abbas. Now everyone is, uh, of right. course, he became the most famous uh, politician in Israel right. uh, under the circumstances. But in that time, nobody knew who was Mansour Abbas, the head of the Islamic party. Wow, Islamic party. But even in Israel, we have to explain it. There are two chapters of the Islamic uh, party. One, they call it the north, uh, uh, the northern part and the southern part. And the moderate one is the one that was headed by Mansour Abbas. Anyway. And that's the southern one. Yeah, the southern one, of course. And, and he was ahead, uh, but, but he was not known. Nobody knew, nobody spoke about him. He told me this is the way that uh, we are changing. He did not say that he was always like that. He did not say, I, all my life, I was a kind of uh, respecting Israel as a Jewish and democratic state. What he said is, we came to the conclusion that we have to change our way in order to be part of the Israeli society, in order to save 
the Israeli, to serve the Israeli Arabs. So we are uh, uh, going to make a big change. He did exactly what he said. He kept his word. Since, uh, I mean, people uh, uh, like to uh, remind us, uh, look, in uh, 10 years ago, he went to visit uh, uh, the family of a terrorist. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He does not even deny. Everyone from the Arab leaders did it. He was part of a group of, of leaders who uh, uh, paid a visit. Uh, but he changed his way and he kept his word. And that's the big change, yes. Just like, by the way, it's very interesting because uh, what we, uh, if, if I'm trying to zoom out, we know that there is a huge change in the Arab world. I mean, in a way, uh, we have, uh, we, the people who support normalization and the people who are against demonization, we have uh, uh, so many supporters in the Arab world. We see what is happening uh, with the Abraham Echoes. We see what is going with the people in the Arab world. We see how Israelis are welcomed in Morocco, in the Gulf countries, and I do hope that uh, very soon also in Saudi Arabia. But maybe, just maybe, uh, Mahmoud Abbas understood that something is happening and he is part of the change. So we cannot uh, uh, always uh, uh, remind ourselves what happened uh, 20 years ago with the Arabs. Something is, uh, uh, something is happening. There is a change. And maybe, just maybe, Mansour Abbas is part of the change. You know, um, the, the fact is that Mansour Abbas was actually embraced by the Likud and by Abu Yair, uh, then Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. We all remember that the headlines when the Prime Minister came and respected, uh, you know, coming together in the committee in the Knesset dealing with the crime in the Arab sector, headed and chaired at the time by the MK, Mansour Abbas, and the Prime Minister came over and, as we say, respected him and honored him with his presence. And yet, for some reason, once Mansour Abbas decided to join the Bennett coalition, adhering to his own principles of making a difference for Arab society, no matter how, no matter where, suddenly he became, as uh, I think it was mentioned even recently in the prime minister words that the United Arab list is anti-Semitic, anti-Zionist, terror supporting organization. I mean, how do you see the balance between these declarations? I must admit that it's awful. Uh, we have Arabs uh, and, and Mansour Abbas is not the only one. Uh, who are uh, uh, part of the Israeli society, who declare, we had enough, we want integration, and not any kind of separatism or something uh, of that kind. And here is the prime minister who, in a way, in a way, uh, uh, made uh, Mansour Abbas and his party a kind of a kosher part of the Israeli coalition, now he's talking against them. Now he is describing them as anti-Semites. Why? Why do we need this kind of rhetoric? I mean, we have enough anti-Semites uh, out there. We do have. I'm not uh, going to deny it. But to go to somebody who is declaring again and again, I recognize Israel as a Jewish state. I want uh, the Israeli Arabs to be integrated and to call him anti-Semite, it is counterproductive. It's not only a lie. It's not only a propaganda. It's not only politics. It's much worse than that. And, and let me tell you, it's, it's quite regrettable that the uh, 
former prime minister uh, is uh, using this kind of language. You know, the truth is also that um, we might be losing one of the most important experiments of a generation because of small politics. Because at the end of the day, it's in the interest of Israeli society as a whole to integrate you know, the welcoming part of Arab society headed by moderates like Mansour Abbas, rather than go in the direction of people like Ayman Oda, who made declarations as to, you know, police officers of Arab descent should leave the police force and all of the other distancing declarations. But the, there has been a big question in Israel, and many people have been raising this question of, is Mansour Abbas being truthful? Is he being honest? Is, re, is he really uh, interested in being part of Israeli society? How do you view the actual question? And uh, what's your opinion it's about a great- it's a great, it's a great question, and and you're right. The question is raised again and again, uh, even in Israel, in many articles and so. You know, in Judaism, we have something. Uh, you will help me to translate it. Mitoch Maybe some uh, people who are uh, watching us can immediately understand what I'm talking about. But right. even if you don't mean it, let me translate it. Maybe you can help. Yep. Uh, it, even if you don't mean it at the beginning, uh, the outcome. Uh, is going to be that you really mean it. That's, that's, so even, you know, speaking about people who are coming to synagogues, they don't really mean, but when they begin a process, then later on, they- uh, They uh, become that process. Yeah, yeah. The vocation, the the goal becomes- So I don't, so I I mean, to tell you that I know exactly what is going on inside the heart and the brain of Mansour Abbas, no, I don't know. I know that what he does really helps uh, in a way, in a way uh, to form new relationship between Israelis, uh, uh, Jews and Arabs uh, in Israel. And yes, we need it. And people who recognize, he's not the only one, by the way. He is not the only one. There is a youth movement uh, called uh, uh, Atidna of young Israeli Arabs. And they recognize, I mean, one of the uh, main principles of this youth movement is recognizing Israel as a Jewish and democratic state, an Arab youth movement in Israel. So he is not alone. He is not alone. I'm not saying that they support his party. I don't know what their uh, political views are. But he is not the only one. We are speaking about many. And maybe, as I said, it's part of something which is much uh, wider, speaking about the Arab world and the change that is taking place. Whoever knows uh, the Zogby polls, Zogby institution uh, 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 polls about the change in the public opinions in the Arab world, which is totally welcome. And this is exactly what enabled the, the Abraham echoed. This is exactly what is happening uh, when Israelis visit in Arab countries now. They are totally welcomed. So there is a change. And we see the change also in Israel, not the majority, not the older leadership, but but uh, Mansour Abbas is representing something which is bigger than him. 
So it's very interesting that you draw a parallel between what's happening outside of Israel in the Arab world and what's happening within Israel. But it's quite clear that we're hoping that this round of elections is not going to kill or nip in the bud the potential for a kind of a different, at least political partnership between a, a, a big part of the Arab-Israeli public and um, the, the state of Israel. And I couldn't agree more with you. But I, I have to ask you, one of the most interesting scenes in the last uh, coalition was to see the regulations pertaining to Israeli law in Judea and Samaria, the what we call the emergency regulations that have yeah. to be reenacted and reapproved every five years. And we have seen the left, namely Labour, Meretz, and, and Mansour Abbas himself running to approve it, while the entirety of the opposition bloc was objecting um, to the to the same thing that was routinely approved by continuous governments. And I think that in, in and of itself is, is a big difference, right? This has been an anomaly. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, first of all, yeah, it's one of the signs of the big uh, uh, difference be between the past and the, the present. And But more than that, more than that, let me uh, just remind you that uh, uh, we have this kind of election because one of the reasons, one of, not the only one reason, uh, uh, Naftali Bennett, prime minister for the moment, until tomorrow, until uh, at least this week, uh, he uh, he actually decided to go uh, to a new election to resolve the Knesset because according to the Israeli law, the moment that the Knesset is resolved, the law is automatically extended. Yeah, automatically stands for the next uh, until the next uh, right. uh, elected uh, uh, Knesset. So he did something uh, in order to save the law. Not that uh, you know we have so many debates about what should be, uh, what should happen with the territories, with the West Bank, uh, Judea and Samaria. But leave it aside. Right now, we need a kind of law and order. And in order to retain the law and order, we need this uh, law to continue. So, uh, and he was quite brave, Mansour Abbas, and also the left parties. They were uh, 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 mature enough in order to say, no, we cannot let the situation uh, uh, deteriorate, uh, that it will be uh, a land without law. So, uh, so one more sign that, that Mansour Abbas and his party, not all the members of his party, but at least uh, three out of four, I mean, they did the right thing. Right. And, and um, I think we need to judge Abbas by his own approach rather than, you know, nitpick each and every action of the past or member of his of his government. But I want to ask you for a minute and just enlighten our viewers about the uh, abnormal nature of the last year in Israeli politics. We have seen some um, some lines crossed. We have seen the ethics committee of the Knesset that has not been established. We have seen vehement attacks by the oppos opposition on the very legitimacy of the government and the prime minister and the alternative prime minister. We also have seen cases in which there was not proportional representation of the opposition in various Knesset committees. What's your outlook of the last year for Israeli politics? Is this what Israeli politics is going to look like from now on? No, I don't think so. I mean, it was a situation because of the, the, the too many disputes between coalition and opposition. It should not be like that. I'm, I'm not sure that everything that's called, I'm not going to defend the coalition. 
um, I'm not a politician, so I cannot tell you that everything that they did was perfect. No, it's not the case. Uh, it should have been uh, better. But but uh, considering what the opposition did against the the uh, coalition, that's this is whatever you describe is just the outcome. No, it's not good. No, it should uh, uh, be much better. Uh, it should be more, much more balanced. Uh, uh, the share of power between coalition and opposition. I hope, I hope next election will change something, but I'm not sure about that. I, I want to ask you something. I'm just, um, you know, wondering. You're mentioning, yes, Netanyahu, no Netanyahu is being at the epicenter of the fifth round of elections, yet again, in the hope of Netanyahu and his bloc to achieve the 61 majority in the Knesset and establish a government. Assuming Netanyahu comes forth today, and says, I see my, my presence in Israeli politics as being too divisive, and therefore I've decided to become president emeritus of the Likud movement or chair of the world Likud and leave the, uh, the arena for my successors. Isn't it true that at that moment you will have a wide coalition in Israel of over 80 members of Knesset headed by Likud, or is it not the case? I'm not sure that this is the case, one, uh, but but uh, uh, it's a wishful thinking. It's not going to happen because actually the big support is not for the Likud, it's mainly for uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. We right. don't know. We just don't know what is going to happen. Uh, if he will retire and will declare himself as uh, president of the party or whatever kind of title. Uh, but it's not going to happen. It's not okay. going to happen because the whole story is around him. The whole election is going to be around him. Again, unfortunately, I don't like it. I wish uh, uh, we could have the uh, older debates right. about the about, issues, yeah, about about the main issues that we right. are Iran and and the global jihad and the uh, two states uh, for two people solution and so on. But it's not the case. Ben Dror, especially from your position as somebody who's not a politician, we were mentioning Netanyahu, and even throughout the year of Bennett as prime minister, the name Netanyahu kept on coming up. The focus has always been Netanyahu, which was all about Netanyahu all the time. What's your view of Bennett's term as prime minister? Has he risen to the position of prime minister internally and externally? How do you look at this? Uh, uh, I mean, when you look at the list of the achievements, he was a good prime minister. We have to admit it. He was a good uh, prime minister. Uh, it's not that I liked everything that he did. He is, for me, for me, I have to admit, he is a bit... Uh, right-winger. Uh, I don't think that he was uh, right when he did not even want to speak with uh, uh, the leader of the Palestinians, Mahmoud Abbas, even if Mahmoud Abbas is not really uh, willing right now to make peace. But but generally speaking, speaking about the internal issues, yes, uh, he has a lot of achievements in economy and other uh, uh, aspects. So, uh, so uh, and, and some other, uh, some other uh, issues like, uh, like uh, um, the Kashrut uh, reform uh, right. and, and in some other aspects, yes, he, uh, this government um, uh, after one year uh, can present many achievements. Will it help or not? I don't know. You know, they're saying that the last year has been mainly a year of a government at work, passing a budget, yeah. ministries that got to work, reforms that went underway. Um, yeah. And we're indeed hopeful that Israel is not entering another period of stalemate. Uh, we do hope, uh, we do hope, we do pray. But let me tell you something. 
the Israeli democracy is much stronger than the politics of Israel. Right. So, you know, so many times I hear people from the right, from the left, oh, we are going to collapse. No, nothing is going to collapse. I mean, I could hear it so many times from left-wingers. I do hear it uh, uh, last year from right-wingers. Right. Both, both are wrong. The Israeli democracy is much stronger. And now we're talking about Yair Lapid, assuming the prime ministerial position in Israel in the coming few days. Um, what's your view of Lapid as prime minister? I remember an interview he gave, I believe it was 2013, where he mentioned that's his end goal. And to think that only about, what, a decade ago, if not more, he was still sitting at the chair of leading the uh, Friday night uh, news on Channel 12, then Channel 2, and then he's becoming prime minister. How do you view him as uh, a prime minister? Let me let me just, uh, just for the people who do not know, um, Actually, he formed the government. It was his job, and right. he did it. He was and a master and, politician and, and, behind it. And, yeah, and, and actually, uh, what he showed in this the last year and in the forming of government, he is much more clever than what people uh, Give him credit thought for. about. Yeah, yeah. And, and because, you know, oh, he is a, he is a journalist. He, uh, what does he know about politics? How can he run uh, this uh, very complicated uh, country with all the with all the so many problems that Israel is facing no he has a common sense and that's what we need he is a man of common sense yes he's in the center he is not a right winger he is not a left winger uh, to my opinion that's exactly what we need that's and, exactly and I what think we need. Uh, it's, and, it's and, what you've always said about a lot of Israelis being in the middle yeah and so uh, I mean by the way by the way uh, democracies are based on this kind of center, of middle class center. And yes, we still have it. Even if we hear much more, you and I and all of us, we hear voices uh, of the radicals, right-wingers, left-wingers. But yet the majority in Israel are in the center, even the if center. they vote for the Likud or for right. the Labour Party. But, and actually... He is representing much more than what we think. It's uh, it's what you've always said, the silent majority and the very vocal exactly. extremes. But, you know, uh, you're talking about, you know, elements of decency and transparency. In the passing of the baton from Prime Minister Bennett to Prime Minister Lapid, we're actually seeing the rotation agreement upheld. And there has been an incredible show of camaraderie in the statement made by both a few days ago, which truly was a unique sight in Israeli politics when both uh, when both stood in front of the cameras and spoke so well of each other. And Bennett expressed his desire and welcome for Lapid and assisting him in assuming this position. That was quite a sight, wasn't it? Um. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And it was even in a way uh, kind of uh, exciting. Uh, we are not used to that kind of language. That's true, we're not. Uh, and, and with Israeli politics. Uh, so um, uh, so uh, it was quite welcome. It was quite welcome. And I read some, um, some you know, uh, tweets and posts of some uh, right-wingers who are generally speaking against the government. They really uh, praised this kind of uh, of phenomena of uh, 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 people who respect their words, uh, who um, are not uh, uh, vilifying one another, who keep uh, uh, their promises. 
yes, it can happen. It can happen. And, and uh, uh, between, I mean, they do not really share the same kind of views, uh, Naftali Bennett and Yair Lapid. And yet they could cooperate, they could uh, uh, do uh, a lot of things in favor of the country and no, overcome, and overcome uh, their, their uh, uh, disputes, which still exist. Right. You know, it did stand in sharp contrast to what we've seen in the agreement between Netanyahu and Gantz, when there was an agreement signed, and then let's just say it was not necessarily completely upheld by uh, the then, you know, prime minister. So that was an interesting comparison to see right there and then, which leads me to ask you about Benny Gantz for a minute. You know, we're seeing Lapid emerging as a leader of the center, maybe center-left. Bennett, not sure about whether he's going to run again. Netanyahu necessarily leading the right and the ultra-right. Uh, where is Gantz in all of this? He may be emerging as the uh, center's <laughs> candidate for prime minister. Uh, first of all, first of all, it's possible. Uh, second, um, he, he um, actually uh, also so showed a kind of look I'm also the, uh, as the defense minister, um, a kind of maturity. Look, uh, I'm cooperating. I'm part of the story. And yes, he was uh, part of the leadership. Pedro, from what we've hearing whispered in the political corridors, there were offers made uh, by uh, Netanyahu to Gantz even now to create an alternative government in this Knesset and maybe even become first um, in these rounds, but he uh, apparently did not accept. Uh, well, I guess one day we will know exactly what's happening. Uh, exactly. Benro, it is always such a pleasure to have you with us. You truly are one of the most mavens in Israeli politics uh, there are, and also your connection and interaction with the outside Jewish and pro-Israel world is quite outstanding. I'll mention just the industry of lies as one of your many writings and books, and everybody who follows your columns, is it's incredibly enlightening and teaching. Thank you for all that you are and all that you do. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it surely was a fascinating and most important conversation. I look forward to many more with you, Bendror, and I'd like to thank, thank you, you for the updates and keep up the great work. For JBS, I'm Shachar Azani. Until next time, see you soon. Shalom and later.